What's going on, everybody? It's Groove Nuke with Illinois. And if you'd like to further support the Illinois media team and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways we can use your help. You can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can buy merchandise so you can lend us help a hand by donating a one-time or monthly contribution. To donate, visit illinois.co slash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot C-O backslash donate. We thank you for supporting what we do because without you, there is no us. Yeah, man. I understand that we've been trapping all day. I understand that we've been robbing all day. But... One part of the day you gotta cut on Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host Biko, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. Tuned in to Illinois Radio, Chicago's most valuable radio show. I'm your host Biko alongside Pretty Riot and Illinois Jones. And as always, we bring you all the illest guests from around the city and globe. And today, we got the homie J Hop in the building. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, I tell you did I? Nah, we all good. Somehow, I think we're used to that. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, from St. Louis to oh, Chicago. What, what side of St. Louis you from? Man, North County area. You know, like uh, Hazelwood, Florissant area. So, you know, county suburbs type spot. So it's decent. Okay, you, know, you said so. county suburbs type mm-hmm. spot. Okay. I mean, what? Well, I mean, we, I don't know much about the area. So you know, let the people know about your area. You know, uh, hardworking. Hardworking class people, you know, primarily, you know, black, but we got some, you know, we got a little sprinkle, sprinkle here and there between everybody, though. But, um, yeah, it's just a lot of people is trying to just establish themselves, take themselves to the next level, what it's doing, where we, you know, we have athletes, you know, different musicians and stuff like that. So, yeah, just a hardworking area of people trying to get to it. Do you feel like there's a lot of like talent in St. Louis, but it just has no spotlight? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's I think that's everywhere. It's just you know certain cities, you know, just I think have more resources available, and you know there's a lot of people who may be talented, but just don't know how to put it all together yet. And you kind of just need you know some people to kind of just show artists like how to develop hone their skills. You know what I'm saying? Like iron sharpens iron, so you know you got to just be around like minded people that just are trying to just do the. Just trying to do better, you know what I'm saying? What's the so what's the biggest like challenges you've been facing being an artist out of you know the loop? I think my story's a little bit different because like I pretty much developed a lot of my skills in terms of music when I was at Mizzou. So like we kind of made our name there, you know. I was working with a lot of people from Chicago at the time. So once I left there, it was kind of just reestablishing myself back in St. Louis and when the landscape had changed. You know, after you kind of like develop your skill, you're not gonna make it out of Columbia, Missouri. Like, that's not happening. So you know, coming back to St. Louis after and just seeing how the landscape changed, kind of just trying to gather my footing and just see how to navigate through that space, especially when, like I said, most of the people I've worked with have always been from Chicago. So, you know. That's dope that you've even, you know, created a, a bridge and a network from uh, St. Louis to Chicago. Like, how did you, how, like, how did you, we're going to get back to St. Louis, but how did you even, like, build and bridge that gap for yourself? Yeah, it was, I was just the, the lucky, I was in the dorm spot I was in, um, and when I was at Columbia, just uh, 
I just happen to be around a lot of Chicago people who just happen to do music. So like uh, Charles Lost introduced me to like everybody, like you know the Fem Dots, the Young the um, Young Ninety Nines, the Ohana Bam. So like I met all of them like super early when I was super not ready to be like I wasn't good enough like I was not able to compete with them boys at all at the time like so it was a lot of growing pains just developing really fast around them so yeah I really just tapped in with Charles Lost super heavy we was just you know he he was a hop skip and a jump to his to his dorm so you know we over there then when Ohana Band when he stayed in Mizzou for the year I'm taking his mic hostage for like a week at a time you know what I'm saying so it'll be stuff like that just just developing your skill set like that and then doing shows together and eventually living together, rooming together and stuff, then just making trips to Chicago back and forth from from um from Mizzou together and just, you know, building that camaraderie together. Was it intimidating being around so many artists that were more established? Because you just said you couldn't keep up with them, and a lot of artists won't even say that about themselves. So what, was it intimidating? And if it was, like, how did you overcome that? I wouldn't say it was intimidating. I'm a competitor. Like I, can, I'm, I like to compete. So, you know, when I see people better than me, I have a lot of belief in myself. So I'm going to go in and if, if you know, while everybody else might be doing something else, I'm going I'm to work on the craft. You know, I'm going to try to hone my craft as best I can. And, you know, it's a lot easier to, to get better when, you, when you're not as good yet. It's like when you're playing Call of Duty, it's easy to go from level 1 to 10. It's hard to go from level 69 to 70 <laughs> prestige. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where it was at. It was just a, a fast learning curve and just being... Um, humble with yourself and being willing to listen and you know take advice from the people around me. So when did you start making music? Was it at Mizzou or was mm-hmm. it before? When did you? Yeah, take it was it was at Mizzou. Like in high school, you know, I messed around with it. You know, it started off kind of like a poetry thing that kind of like like a lot of people do, where it kind of turns into writing raps, but not really want to let people know that you write them until you kind of feel you know because everybody wants to rap. So um, I really probably didn't start recording for real for real until like I got up with like Charles Lost and got up with like Ohana Bam. And was that freshman year, sophomore? That was my that was like my sophomore year for real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean even speaking on Mizzou in general, like uh what'd you go to Mizzou for? And like did you uh you know land a degree or anything? Yeah we Gucci. Yeah. Finance. Um mm, so. gotta count that money. Oh, for real. <laughs> I know you got you got paper cuts on your flight. So you gotta he gotta know he gotta know oh, what's coming yeah. in, what's going, what's going out. out. Yeah, where to put it? Man, we took all them classes to figure out you like rapping, man. <laughs> you know what I'm but um, yeah, you know, Mizzou was a good. It was a good space to just, um, you know, we honed our craft. I met all my lifelong friends there. You know, a lot of people I'm still working with music to this day. So yeah, it was dope. For sure. Dope the hell. Look, you looking for a financial advisor? Look at here, J Hop got you covered <laughs> <laughs> musically man. and with the finance. Hey, come here real quick. Come here. Come here. Look, I know you got your phone. So do one thing for me real quick. Pull out your phone. Go to Illinois.co backslash radio and submit some music. Dang. Yo, 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 it's your boy Biko. Make sure you head over to the Apple Store and Google Play Store and download the Illinois app right now. From there, you'll be able to stream Illinois Radio Live every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. As well as stream podcasts, watch interviews, check out the latest news, and so much more. So head over there to your App Store and download the Illinois app. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Riot, and I'm sitting pretty starting riots right here on Illinois Radio. I got my brothers, Illinois Jones, well, Illinois mm-hmm. Jones and Biko in the building with me. And today we got all the way from St. Louis. J-Hop in the building You um, So before the break We talked about You majored in finance So something popped up In my head Over the break So 
Considering you majored in finance, do you feel like you have an advantage when it comes to like contractual things and like royalties? Like, do you have a better understanding of deals and things just because you were in the finance industry or you learned about it? I mean, yeah, it's just it's a different sector. Like the the part I was in was more like the general, you know. Then you have like the entertainment lawyers, the entertainment contracts. Like, I, it's like when you can kind of understand the language a little bit, but you can't speak it fluently. Like, if I if I have a contract, I'm still need to get a lawyer. Like, right. it's you know, but um, as far as in comparison to just of any artist in general, like probably like you know, definitely more uh, knowledgeable about it than than just like the average artist who didn't have the opportunity to to study that. You know what I'm saying? But it's definitely. You know, you can't get too honoring in yourself and think that you just know everything. And because it, it's still some jargon in these contracts, it's just mm-hmm. outlandish. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Have I mean, you had any like contracts or deals thrown your way? Yeah, I have before. Um, unfortunately, like you know, when you're still coming up and trying to figure things out, you know, you're still trying to gain your leverage to get things in the best way possible. Like now, you know, a lot of labels, a lot of different um, independent labels, they want artists to be very much established and. And, and to be honest, at the time when I was getting some of the contracts I had, I wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't ready artistically. I didn't have the direction of things I wanted to go, you know. And so that gives you opportunity to be taken advantage of. So um, I wanted to keep building with the team around me, you know what I'm saying? Keep developing the sound. And um, it's starting to pay off now. You know, we still have some things on the table, some 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 people talking to us on the table now. But, um, yeah, just, you know, hopefully those things play out, you know, and you got to just do what's best for yourself at the end of the day. So When what? you say you wasn't ready, was that more of a personal thing? Like you decided that you weren't ready to take that step or was it like feedback you got from labels and stuff? No, it was, I think it was primarily, um, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, when you see certain contract numbers that they're giving your entertainment lawyers telling you like, hey, this looks terrible. Like it's obviously they don't believe in you as much as, you know mm. what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Um, and then it's like, um, just looking back, you know, reflecting, you know, you make the best artistry when you can be honest about yourself. So I, mm-hmm. I really need to take a look in the mirror and be like, what I need to do better. And that's how you grow and get better. So um, I look back to some of the stuff now I can't even listen to it. You know, it's, it's just but, you know, now the stuff I'm making, I'm truly proud of it. And it's doing a lot of things that it needs to do. So it's just showing that, you know. God was on time for this one. You know, t- the time is, is aligning mm-hmm. right now. You know so how long have you been rapping? Um, t- Rapping just in terms of writing and stuff, I probably say since like 2011, 2012. But I didn't start probably recording my um, with people and stuff till like 2014. Okay. So, yeah. What was that first like studio session like for you? It was intimidating. I'm not gonna lie, it was intimidating. Um, you know, I was I was in the rooms with some heavy hitters out the gate, and you know. You know, we over at Soundscape Studios, you know, we, you know, everybody's trying to get their money right and stuff. 12-hour session, you know, trying to split up between four or five people. You know, you better not go over your time, my boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, on the clock. So just, you know, just um, just seeing how fast the parts move and, you know, trying to catch up to that game speed um, took some time. But, you know, the, the, be- the best way to learn how to do it is just throwing yourself in there and, and playing the game, you know. So. For sure, for sure. So, you're the- J-Hop, yes, I sound yeah, like you're yeah. a hooper. Yeah, <laughs> sound like a nigga whoa, that can jump over. Sound like a nigga that can jump out the gym. Man, you, it's crazy. I really the hops is gone. Like I'm, I don't know what happened. I, you, did you have them for a little minute? Yeah, for a little minute. Okay. Like high school, I could get poking. up there. 
I'm not gonna. I wasn't poking nobody. I was too small. Like, okay. but I could get up there. I, I block your shot though. Okay. I send some people bigger. Than, I, I block your shot. I, I put some power forwards in some in some in some, in some tough situations. In some uncomfortable situations. Okay. You know okay. What I'm saying, but, you nah. about what a, a PG? Huh? You about like a point guard? Oh guard? yeah, that was the way smart. He was the one. Yeah, for sure. You look. Like, sure. I can see you as the one. I can yeah. see you running. I can yeah, see you. Know, if they did that turnaround, that fade away in the yeah. post, I, I might come behind that and block that. Oh okay. You okay. know what I'm saying? That drop step, I'm gonna get that too. Okay. Okay. So so what is the name J Hop? Like where where does that come from? Um, so my first name starts with a J. Okay. Last name has a hop in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I like and it. And then and then the hyphen is just there for uh, copyright purposes. It was nice to have the hyphen. Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen. Okay. I, I, I dig like the that, hyphen. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Hove got a hyphen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look. Hey, you got all, all the J's. All the J's. You need one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, it, it's definitely a, a good uh, aesthetic to have. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> it definitely works out. Uh, I actually wanted to go back to finances uh, one time. Like, what really led you to you know, going for a financial degree at Mizzou, like money, like that was like I know it just sound like a joke, but just primarily just um, it was I was always good with numbers, and so it is starting to make sense. Like you know, rap was starting to become a thing, and I was kind of like losing my way a little bit in terms of like what just made sense for me to do in terms of being at school. So it kind of just aligned more with um with the values I had at the time to just go into that. Plus, already having a strong you know. Knowledge of just numbers in general. Like I was, a, I was like a quick, quick math type kid. Five times five, twenty five. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Just like 192 times 77 or some shit. I thought I was a shit in first grade when I could do that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was always like the kid. If we would go out to eat, my dad would be like, you know, hey, Jordan, tell me what. The oh, I told my whole name on the radio. <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, my, my dad would always be like, hey, tell me what the tip's supposed to be if it's, if it's going to be 20%. And I would just, boom, like, you know, just. Right, that's a good way to train. Calculator, okay. Shout yeah. out to Pops. So it was just, it was just, you know, as you're trying to just figure out your way in college, it's like, you know, a lot of people early changing their degrees all the time. And it's just, you know, it seemed like you're getting bombarded with a lot of things, you know, trying to rap and trying to do this now. You know, you got girls, you're trying to, you know, you away for the first time. It's just a lot going on. So just you kind of want to f- find something that kind of brings you at peace and kind of just makes life just a little easier. And that kind of just align more with what I had going on. So And that's good to hear because it's, it's a lot of college students <clears throat> that could definitely utilize the info you just shared as far as like how you just said a lot of people switch up their degrees. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I mean, before we get into a music break, actually for uh, share something with, with the college students or people, you know, some uh, with the public that's interested in going to college getting that degree share something with them that at least help motivate them man <laughs> that's how you feel do it Go to yeah <laughs> Try, as someone you know a lot of us you know we went out to college and, and lost our mind the first year so just try to stay focused build those good habits in high school you know what I'm saying but at the same time if college isn't for you you know, it doesn't have to be for you, but do something. You got to find something that 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 keeps you moving and keeps you motivated. You know what I'm saying? You got to find something that keeps the ball rolling for you. You can't waste time. It's, you know, we had COVID. We had all these different things going on. You cannot waste time. And as someone who's who's wasted time before, you know, you don't get that back. 
and you just lost out on a lot of knowledge you could have gained, whether it's through college or whether you're teaching yourself on your own. But just make sure you just stay focused and build the good habits now. Hey, to all the artists out there, if you want your music in rotation, all you got to do is go to Illinois.co. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-C-E dot C-O. You go to the website, bam. And then you go to contact, bam. And then you go to radio submissions, bam. And you fill out the form, and that's thing you know, you in rotation. Make sure to check out the Illist playlist in which we provide you with the latest tracks we play live on our show. Head over to Spotify and search Illinois Radio to follow our playlist as well as follow our podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Yo, what's good? It's the one and only Illinois Jones. And right now you're tuned in to the dopest thing to hit the street since crack, crack cocaine. cocaine. Ow. Yeah, yeah. You know how we rocking and rolling. Got my boy J-Hop in the building. Yeah. He from the Show Me State. You show him seven, he showed you eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Y'all didn't think I was going to know that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know the culture down there. Oh you know, my god, I'm familiar with what's popping in my in my Midwest region. You hear me? Real. So like, you know, being from St. Louis, you have people who who led and created the path for y'all, like Nelly, mm-hmm. the St. Lunatics, Kiwan, Murphy Lee, and Ali, guys like that. Y'all didn't think I knew their names like that anyway, but I did. I had the St. Lunatics album, Welcome Home City Spud. <clears throat> I definitely had Country Grammar. I had Country Grammar too, and I, I had, had the St. Lunatics had album, the, Free uh, City. What's the one? That was, a, that was the it best was like promotion. Two sides on that Nelly. Sweat and suit. Yeah, I had that. I ain't had that one. one. No, he lost me. I said, he lost me. He, he lost me right there. Now, see, that's when no, I was like, okay, Nelly. Yeah, he, okay, he lost me. Drop what it drop down and get your ego on, girl. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit. I was like, yeah, I don't lie, same. you know, lost, but I, but that motherfucker was a hit. It was a hit. It was a hit. I'm number one. Was you know, I used to be that one is not beginning until you don't remember. I was saying that when I was on my football team yeah, back in yeah. my day, you know. But um, yeah, like I was saying, you come from a city where Nelly and um the St. Lunatics, uh, Chingy, um, who else? Uh, what's my band name? All oh, my life, dirty. Kiwan, what's his name? Oh, yeah, uh, all J- my life, dirty. Jayquan, I've been living. Yeah. Jay Kwan, yeah, that nigga, that nigga, tipsy nigga, that nigga, that nigga was hard. Yeah, the pop lock and drop it, nigga. Pop lock and drop it, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. He did? Yeah, he passed a while ago. Yeah, so. Oh, my God, did not know that. And um, so, like, you have those type of people. Then you have underground people like Lil St. Louis, who I've came across, you know, who was doing his thing at one point. I don't know what he's doing now, but shout out to him. But you come across those type of guys in that type of city where it's like, when y'all hit, y'all hit. Mm-hmm. And there's no little shit going on. Like, how does it feel coming from that? You know what I mean? Knowing that you coming from a a, presti- a place of prestige, you know what I mean? It's like St. Louis ain't a soft place, and then y'all do have something of a culture of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it feels dope. I mean, just, you know, you know, you pay homage to, like, all the legends that came before you, and, you know, you grow because you know where you came from. Like, you can't forget, like, even, like, the blues scene. You got Chuck Berry. You got people like that that no matter how... How you try to make your sound like you kind of still have those roots that right. that show themselves in the music that you're making. So um, it allows us to be to be just be creative because we don't have to be confined by any rules. So that's why you see like there's so many different sounds in St. Louis. You, right. you know what I'm saying? You have a a Smino, then you have a L.A. Foes, you have a Pink Caravan, you have a Maddie Woods, you have a J Hop. You know, you have like all these different people that kind of like take these different sounds right. but somehow we are able to all collaborate and just make it work still so it's just dope to you know see how when you know the city can come together and do something good for it that you know we make some good stuff together yeah St. Louis I don't know if everybody know but St. Louis is you know it's no different from Chicago as far as the streets and the trenches yeah, yeah. so like you know 
<clears throat> with that going on coming up and staying focused, like how were you able to do that and you know what I mean and not get distracted by those type of things? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I you know, I just gotta give praise and glory to God and my parents. You know, I come from a good cloth of people that, you know, just kinda just um I was fortunate enough to have both my parents in the household that kinda could, you know, put me into sports, keep me in activities and stuff to just, you know, keep you out of certain situations that you didn't have to be in. Um we were just really fortunate, you know, me and my brother in that regard. So, um, just a lot of good mentors around you. Um, you know, like I, like people say, it takes a village, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't right. just, it wasn't, I don't even take any credit for it because, you know, I, I could have easily went a different direction. But, um, yeah, just coming from a good stock of people that just work really hard to just, you know, keep us on a straight and narrow. So, yeah, shout out to them. And when was the time, like, you were like, damn, I'm going to do music? Like, what was that like? Um, that was that was college like college time. So, um, I really, just got pushed from like my homies to that. They're like, "Bro, you you nice? Like, you should try and to see what happens." Would you just freestyle and they were like? Nigga, yeah, what? that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. I was freestyling in a in a um, what was that like a like a study hall? Some we supposed to be studying. We were not studying. We were rapping. The study hall is yeah, never used for the studying. Yeah, it's the kicking spot. It's the it's the kicking spot. <clears throat> and everybody was just freestyling. I just went a little longer than everybody else, and um, my close homie and producer you know Charles Loss he recorded me he said do that again and recorded me again and sent it to all the guys and like he nice like see what's to him like bring him on board and let's you know see and you caught the up. bug yeah caught the bug and that itch ain't going away yeah <laughs> that's a good bug yeah. I mean speaking of bug let's talk about your actual album you know Black Onyx um, mm-hmm. man it, it, was this your debut album yeah it was the it was the debut like debut full length project that I made it was just basically just about the transition from when I originally had um, lived in St. Louis to moving to Chicago um, at the time so um, just <clears throat> kind of just stepping on your own for the first time you know like you go from high school to college you kind of have like a, a set protocol that you can follow you get your degree you get a job you get this then the third it was kind of like me taking that that chance to finally do something like I'm doing music and I'm gonna make this move you know and see what becomes of it and just um the ups and downs that go along with it you know kind of can kind of shows itself in the landscape of the project and just um you know the times of confidence the times of the lack of confidence the times of man what am i doing the times of i know what why i'm doing what i'm doing and it kind of just encompasses all those different emotions so i'm proud of just just for the fact that you know you in your 20s and stuff a lot of life changes happen so everybody can relate to you know making changes in your life mm-hmm. and hoping that you know why the, see why that title uh so it's 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 twofold so like on the on the deeper level black honest is like a stone that people use to like counteract those feelings of like anxiety lack of knowing where you want to go in life so it kind of like I was expressing those emotions but the black honest is kind of was like counteracting it you know what I'm saying kind of mm-hmm. just in that regard and then on a superficial level Onyx is a, is a is a bus and strip club, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of has like a lot of music like encompasses that sound too. So it's kind of like I try just trying to bridge, you know, a deeper level of things but like kind of like a, a ear candy type of vibe to it too. So I'm more of a bottoms up type of guy. Oh, you for real? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I was I was I was rocking with Pink Slip back in the day, you know what I'm saying? I, was I made a cutie up in Pink Slip, you know what yeah. I mean? But, you know, we all have it you might know be the same one. <laughs> Shout out to Gene. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Oh, oh that was good. Oh. Look, look, St. Louis, y'all don't know nothing about that, though. Yeah, tap in with the city, man. Yeah, tap in. 
St. Louis is so underrated. I think I have fun when I go to St. Louis. You hear me? I have. I have, always have a good time, man. And uh, damn, I wish the Rams would have won a Super Bowl there. Man, that's yeah. that's never gonna. Did that hurt? Did that hurt y'all? I mean, we got the the one in in '99. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not saying like y'all. They moved and then they went. I mean, yeah, shit. like I mean, it stings, but you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with pain before. Yeah, it's like, like a girl, I'm it's like the girlfriend you like get pregnant yeah, after y'all break up yeah. and hit a million dollar lick. Like, you know like why I mean, did you do that? Like, yeah. Have you seen like any impact to the economy from that that move? <laughs> to be honest, like. Not really, because first off, like, the Edward Jones Dome, they, they sabotaged us with that. The Edward Jones Dome is terrible. Like, they should have been, did renovations to that. Stan Kroenke sabotaged us. He, you know what I'm saying? He said he's going to keep the team in the city and did not. He did not. He took it to L.A. And he's going to pay that bread, man. He's going to pay that bread to the city, man. So We on your we ass, dog. Yeah, yeah, we on that, man. So, in a way, it, it slightly did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess it did. Yeah. <laughs> But we need that money. <laughs> we all, all, we got, all we got is a baseball team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but the Cardinals, the Cardinals, though, they yeah. still, they yeah, tough. They though. still, yep, yeah. They still, won And the, um, the Blues won recently. They won um, a couple years ago, I think. Because I was going crazy in my, my first year I moved out here, I was going crazy in my room. Had a noise complaint and everything. Hold on, damn. Y'all got two baseball teams? No, the no, hockey, that's team. The hockey, hockey team. team. Hockey team. Oh, yeah. The hockey team, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't watch hockey, excuse me. I do win the Black Hawks. I support the city, whatever. I support the Black Hawks. The playoffs? Oh, we don't. Yeah. Now, was there any time, you know, while you was making uh, Black Onyx, was there any time during this album process for you would it be in your debut? Was there like any challenges that face you that you faced that damn near led you to say, you know what? Fuck this album. I, I think I might want to do something else. Yeah, it was I was it was actually crazy enough. It was actually on my birthday. Um when I was working on it, I had been working this project for a minute and really t- and actually took a break from it and dro- dropped like a stream, of, like a string of like EPs that kind of kept momentum going for me. But it was actually time my birthday. Um, I had a lot of my friends over and stuff, and we played the tape, and everyone was liking it. I'm just like, this is not what I wanted to sound like. You know, it. You know, it's it's one thing for the people to enjoy something, but it's if I, if it didn't come from the place that I know it should come from and sound the way I wanted to sound. And it just put like a damper on my day for a second. I was just not feeling right about it. Went back to the drawing board with, um, like I said, with Charles Lawson, and we just started repumping it out. Um, I had my homie, um, my boy Preach, that came out here. He helped revitalize just a lot of the ideas in terms of um, visually. You know, I'm a visual person, so just um, seeing the different landscapes we create visually kind of like allowed me to be like, okay, this is the direction we need to get on. We need to go in, and you know, it just started taking off from there, and we we, we hit our stride. We dropped it. It's been doing extremely well, and you know, I'm just just blessed. You know, just blessed. So, shout out to all my homies that was a part of it. Even my boy Q helping out. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that that helped to help put that project together. So, so it's a vibe. Man, it's I appreciate most definitely it. a vibe. Like uh, to our listeners, all 12 tracks. You can you can you don't gotta skip none. Hey, yo, Biko just hit a roll in here, a like hip roll <laughs> in here that never been seen before. That's how you know it's a hit. That my man's went juked. Town on me, he turned into the Pope in here. Yeah. It's definitely a vibe. If, if, if Biko could roll to your shit, yeah, he thought you know, he was got, a pretty rigid stiffness. <laughs> so I have a question. So I kind of want to know because I've been following your music for a while now, like a long ass time for sure. So I want to know, like, what? Okay, because you've taken some music off of social media and mm-hmm. like you've taken it down so one why do you why do artists do that or why did you do that why did you take some of your older music down then I'll get into my next question it just wasn't up to snuff like 
like I just look back at a lot of the music I was making. I was like, man, this is not it. But when people, if people reached out to me, it's like, hey, bro, why you take so and so down? Can I have that? I sent it to you know. It was just like at the time, I just felt like it was such a. a I had grown so much as an artist, and I thought my skill had just inc- increased by so much. You could just see such a big gap that I wasn't. But you don't. But you don't think that people want to see that growth though. Like, well, I kind of have a beef mm-hmm. when artists do that because oh, I love like coming across an artist and then being able to go into their archives and actually seeing their growth. Like, damn, he was mm-hmm. okay when he came out, but now this nigga raw as hell. Yeah. So. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. I think a lot has to do with just, you know, we sensitive about our work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 not easy to, because, you know, when you make, when you create something, you release it, it does not belong to you anymore. You know what I'm saying? It belongs to however it gets interpreted yep. by the rest of the world. That's how they see it. And so um, when I feel like certain music is not, is no longer serving that purpose for me and it's something I can't be proud of anymore. Then I just take it down. Whether maybe that might be right or wrong, you know what I'm saying. You know, I think it's that's something that can be debated on by how people look at it. But I think it's just the main thing is people just real sense about their craft and they just want you know put their best foot forward and just they want whatever people see to be the best version of themselves. You can so, still yes. recreate. You can still recreate those tracks for too sure. Yeah, them out. yeah, I could definitely understand that. So I guess the second part of my question is: so you like over the years you've released a series of singles, a series of EPs. Mm-hmm. What was it about Black? that you said like it's time for me to stop doing these EPs it's time for me to stop doing these singles and let me give people a full project like what was that shift like why you just didn't drop another EP mm-hmm. um, I think it was I just got to a point where mentally like, I knew what type of project I wanted to create it, and I knew I couldn't be able to get all of that emotion out in a small body of work it would take 10 to 12 tracks to get that out and um, I feel like I finally had my um, like you know, I, I finally had my weight up where it made sense where people would take the time out to listen to 10 to 12 tracks, you know what I'm saying? Where, you know, I was getting the same amount of streams on track 12 as I'm getting on track 3, you know, and stuff like that. And it just, it just really just truly just felt like, to me, it just made sense. Like, But like I said, it just, all those emotions I had, all those feelings I had just couldn't be concise into three, three tracks. And then while we was working on the project, we just kept knocking song after song after song out. And it was like, did the energy still there keep going like let's keep making them so it was just it just felt right you know, what felt was right. the creative process because you have a lot of different production like you got Charles Laws I think mm-hmm. you got Fifth for Hand on there I know I'm forgetting somebody but what was the creative process actually like for Black Onyx working with different producers well you know um, initially it always starts off with me telling Charles Laws how, what I'm trying to do and everything kind of branches off from that. And then, um, you know, creating notes and stuff like that and creating a couple songs that we feel like encompass, like, fully what the tape is supposed to sound like. Because originally the tape was supposed to be called um, the Young Hopper EP. Mm. So, like, the song Young Hopper that, that premiered on here, like, a, a, like years ago, we wanted to kind of have, like, that type of feel to it. And so, like, a lot of the songs we made kind of just fleshed off of that. Um I, like I said, I work with a group of talented producers, you know what I'm saying, Fifth and Hen, Chan Thousand, like, they were able to to hear what I was making on that and be able to branch it out. So, it is, it just made sense. You know Got saying? you. So, I also know for Black Onyx, I love the rollout that you did, personally. I thought it was really dope because marketing it. and that type of stuff, like, you can't have one without the other right. these days. So, one thing that I noticed was you put together um, a listening party for Black Onyx. Mm-hmm. So, what was the idea behind that and how did that actually go for you? Um, just, you know, it, it was during, like, 
the project was the coming, panoramic. Yeah, it was coming out during the COVID time. So like, I really wanted it wanted to have like a show that I was going to do where you can see the people that you know mingle with the the your fans, mingle with your friends, and you know just a celebratory thing because you know we went through a period where a lot of us hadn't seen each other in a long time, but was working this project separately. It was just cool to see all the collaborators, all the different artists that were part of it be able to congregate in one space together and just kind of rekindle friendships that you haven't seen in a while. And it kind of was just like a coming together with just a lot of people. So I really wanted it to even just be more than just about the tape itself. I wanted it to be more about just the um, a culmination of everything I've been through while I was living in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? And all the people that meant a lot to me while I was working on the project, being able to celebrate with me, you know, popping Bel Air bottles, you know, making Black Onyx random drinks and stuff together and just having a good time, so... That's what it's all about, you know what I'm saying? Now, before we uh, get in, you know, before we end things off, I want to know about your most personable record on Black Onyx. And, like, why is it personable to you? The most personable record on Black Onyx would have to either be... Mm, that's tough. Um, it's really, like, three. I'm just, just going to say one. Probably um, B, I'm Gone. The bitch, I'm gone, joint. <laughs> I like that yeah. one. I ain't even yeah. heard it. Nah. <laughs> bitch, I'm gone. Yeah, that's just, that was definitely the most personal record to me. Um, mainly because it was like it was literally me saying like, I'm leaving the crib. I'm leaving St. Louis. And even you know, it's like when you when you a kid and you gotta fight that that big dude. You know what I'm saying? And you trying to you gotta hype yourself up to 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 to, to go at him, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what it was. I was nervous, but it's like, man, bitch, I'm gone. I'm out. I'm out of here. Like first line is I've been I'm in my zone. I ain't got no choice. I left the crib, we on our own. I shook that beat like the Rams at the dome. Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like it's just kinda like even though you're nervous, you still took that leap of faith, you still take that chance. And luckily, you know, it paid off in the right way, but just like the idea I was talking about counteracting the emotion of even though you nervous you put that role on you build yourself up and you go tackle it you know what I'm saying so yeah that's yeah. right bitch I'm gone yeah bitch I'm gone <laughs> y'all sad I mean you gotta let people know how they can stay in tune with you uh, and I mean I honestly just wanna say too I thank you for sliding from St. Louis man, to here man of course m- much overdue you know, appreciate, yeah, being, you know overdue. Saying? appreciate y'all for having me but um yeah to get in touch with me Instagram, Twitter J Dash Hop J spell the whole dash out H O P. If you know what I'm saying, if you want to, I'm, I'm on TikTok, but you know what I'm saying, if you want to, I guess. But um, yeah, them two main spaces you can find me in. You know what I'm saying? Tweet me. I always tweet back. You know what I'm saying? Come kick. You know what I'm saying? Hop cool, man. Yeah, I like that. Hop cool. Look at him. <laughs> you got an event coming oh, up. Oh, just... uh, yeah, we got pop ups coming up, shows coming up. Tap in, tap in. If you in St. Louis, it's about to get real hectic, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Shh. Sheesh. Uh, the, the link, one more time. The link, let people know how they can actually come out to the to the event. Um, just the, It's Eventbrite's. Okay. Black Honest at Eventbrite. If you go on the Profuel Reserve, all you got to do is pull up if you're in St. Louis. If you're in St. Louis, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Profuel Reserve, just pull up. It's free. When is it? Uh, Profuel Reserve is going to be Wednesday. My boy Q going to be um, performing there too. So it's about to get real. It's about to be decent. It's about to be real decent. Come grab you a Black Onyx jersey. You know what I'm saying? We selling them. So. It's going to be a real good event, man. That's what I like to hear. Black Onyx is out. For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. I'm Illinois Jones. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio. 
every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us. You have it. We on that big piece. That's all, folks. What's going on, everybody? It's Groove Nuke with Illinois. And if you'd like to further support the Illinois media team and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways we can use your help. You can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can buy merchandise so you can lend us help a hand by donating a one-time or monthly contribution. To donate, visit illinois.co slash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot C-O backslash donate. We thank you for supporting what we do because without you, there is no us.